So we're actually recording this live. It's going to be part of our archive. Uh, we've recorded tons of other episodes. You can find us at Top Rank Magazine on SoundCloud and on iTunes, where we've covered topics ranging from the politics of nameplate jewelry to the race politics of the opioid crisis. So really, the topics that we that we cover span a wide gamut, and we're so excited to be able to really embark on this dream of ours, which is to speak to a child social media influencer that has such, so much influence like Desmond. So we welcome you to share this event live on any of your social media platforms, but we do ask that if you do, that you tag at Top Rank Magazine, at Desmond is Amazing, and at Abrams Art Center. So yeah, as I was saying before, we're super excited to be here tonight to be in conversation with Desmond, who just at 11 years old has become an international drag performer, LGBT advocate, fashion designer, and beyond. In this conversation, we're going to hear directly from Desmond himself um, about his life, his social media career, his advocacy work, what it means for him to be growing up online, how he deals with challenges and criticism of, of being a public figure, and his, his many plans for the future. So our choice actually to host uh, this conversation at Abrams is really intentional and has a lot to do with the history of the space and Henry Street Settlement, which is the uh, social services organization of which Abrams is, is part. Henry Street Settlement was founded by Lillian Wald, who was a major advocate for the well-being of children on the Lower East Side and beyond. She was also a huge believer in the role of children as agents of change in general in the social fabric of the world. Um, and actually this year, um, Henry Street Settlement is celebrating its 125th year anniversary. Um, yes, a round of applause for that, seriously. So this is partly a celebration of the tremendous change and that, that um, this organization has made in the lives of countless people, adults, and children for 125 years um, in the LES community. Social media has undoubtedly transformed everyone's lives, but perhaps especially the lives of children like Desmond, as it offers a platform for them to express themselves, build community, and discover who they are. Well, you know, social media has also really uh, brought to the fore a lot of uh, pivotal questions about the changing nature of really what it means to be a child in the 21st century, and also the changing role of children in society at large. And in the entertainment realm known as social media influencing, child entertainers and media figures are among the highest paid in, in the entire industry. And you know, they hold a wide variety of roles from toy unboxers to video game reviewers to inspirational speakers and comedians. Children's points of views are now being amplified in ways that were never before possible and they're being compensated for it. 
So the question for us really, which really got us excited to um, host this podcast with Desmond is really to try to speak, you know, understand the experience of the children who are actually in the center of this change, that are the agents in this really shifting social landscape where childhood and technology and social activism are really coming to the fore in a really interesting and compelling way. So rather than talking around it, talking for the children, we wanted to actually speak to someone like Desmond, who we're super excited to speak to, who's actually living this life day to day. Yeah, so our real pleasure this evening will be to have Desmond's unique perspectives on all of these topics and the many more that he's extraordinarily passionate about, as you will soon see. So enough of our voices for now. We're actually going to kick this off with a very special performance from Desmond himself. So without further ado, Desmond is amazing. yourself a drag kid so we kind of want to learn the story behind that like when did you first get interested in being a drag performer I first got interested in being a drag performer when um, well when I wanted to start doing drag was when I watched the first episode of RuPaul's Drag Race season one episode one and um, here's the backstory so I was playing with my toys, lolly dolly da, um, blah 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 blah. I was like, just like playing around with them, and then I look up and then I'm like, boop, with a toy, and then I'm just like, staring at the TV, memorizing it, and um, after that it was time to go to bed. But yeah, I didn't go to bed. I actually, um, well. I I got my mom's towels and I uh, got her heels and I got uh, one of my raggedy um, uh, shower things. I can't remember what they're called, but I put them on my head and asked mom to wrap the um, bed sheet around me, and she did. And um, yeah, and uh, I. Didn't go to bed till like eleven. Wow! So super late night, super inspired by well, what you saw. Like, t- t- today, most of the time, I go to bed at like one twelve because wow, me, me and my mom love watching movies together. Oh, that's so cool! And I bet also Horror, so Drag Race. We, 
We uh, we always watch horror since it's Halloween. Oh yeah, no, tis the season. It's time for that. Tis the season. So this was totally love at first sight, basically. You knew that you want that you love this immediately, and that this this was something that you really wanted to do. And we've heard that some of your major inspirations besides RuPaul are Sylvia Rivera and Marsha P. Johnson. So we're wondering if you could let us know, like, how did you find out about these people, and why did they inspire you? Um, well, for, first off, who knows about Sylvia Rivera and Marsha P. Johnson? Um, Alright, um, so um, Marsha P. Johnson, um, that po- she was killed, but the police think it was a suicide, and they just brushed it off. Their clothes are like, boop, boop, like dust. Um, and um, they didn't care, but this is um, the last part of the story, but I'm just telling you why she's still not here with us. Um, but everyone protested, but um, I think the police should have done their job and actually investigated instead of just brush off their brush it off their clothes because she is a public figure for the LGBTQ community and. Um, Public figures are like me. They are they inspire people. And um, um, Marcia um, did drag with like flowers. She put flowers on her head. And um, when I went to the um, award ceremony for the Pride 2017, um, I wore a flower headdress inspired by her. Um, and um, they gave me the Marsha P. Johnson Don't Be Outraged, Be Outrageous Award. Um, um, and um, that's when I start, first started to um, look, up, look up. I looked up Marsha P. Johnson when we got on the subway and um, looked, on, looked on my mom's phone the whole way about her and Sylvia Rivera. And Sylvia Rivera is like uh, Marsha P. Johnson's BFF. And, um, she was transgender, um, I think, I think, I, I haven't watched the movie in a long time, the documentary, The Life and Death of Marsha B. Johnson, but who here has watched it? It's a good film, you should watch it, it's on Netflix. Hmm. And when, when, that's when I learned a lot about Marsha P. Johnson. Um, and um, she is a very big inspiration to me. And Sylvia Rivera is also a big inspiration to me. And um, if I could say anything to both of them, it would be that um, you inspire me, and I love you for what you did, and or what you do, um, and for the LGBTQ community. And I think you're one of the most amazing people in the whole entire world, out of the seven billion people here on Earth. Wow, I think that they're they're hearing you. They hear that. They're listening. That was such a beautiful message to send to them. And really cool to hear about your journey and also your documentary film watching, which I also really like. <laughs> Another flower for the crowd. Amazing. So when did you when did you decide to move into advocacy or when did when did you know, your awareness of so many of the, the social issues that are going on all around us. When did that, was there a pivotal moment? Was it something you saw or read? When did you become an advocate? When I came out? Yeah, tell, tell us, uh, tell okay. us when, you, okay. when did you decide to be, get involved in activism, uh-huh. advocacy, and all that kind of stuff? Um, when um, I've always been in 
advocate, uh, an LGBT advocate slash advocate, but um, um, some of the examples uh, of my advocacy, advocacy, sorry, I'm not good at saying that word, advocacy. That no, it's perfect, you're good. Okay. Um, uh, I would go to like the AIDS memorial and um, um, my mom's um, uncle died of AIDS, so um, it, that's why I do it too, because um, my mom says that he did drag and now he's a really nice person and that I would love to meet him. Um, so that's one. That's two of the reasons why I go to the AIDS memorial and the AIDS walk too. And um, I, I also do the Pride Parade, of course. Um, I've done it ever since 2015. That was when I had my 15 minutes of fame. Like everyone wrote about me that, that later that night and then uh, a month later. Crickets, crickets, crickets. <laughs> like everyone forgot about me. But then but, look at you now. Yeah, I just like, I'm like, <laughs> well, this was me in 2015. <laughs> like, like the thunderbolt at Coney Island. But today, after that, it was, it, it was like, just straight line and then pick up a bit, pick up a bit. And then Legacy Ball. Um, wow, so the career has yeah. been like, I mean, like ups and downs, many twists and turns. What do you do all day? How do you balance everything? What's up? Uh, well, um, in the morning, I, I wake up, uh, I get dressed, brush my teeth, uh, wash my face, comb my hair, um, and um, I go to school, walk to school with my dad, except the avenue before my school, I walk there by myself, but it's only like a little bit, not like so long. Anyways, um, then I go to school, learn stuff, uh, <laughs> learn math, science, drama, uh, and I'm actually doing very good in drama, so. <laughs> I, I, I wonder why. Uh, math, science, social studies, ELA, Jim, we don't really do anything. Because <laughs> the school hasn't changed much. Jim is kind of like, uh, you don't do much. So school, so you, so you have school, and then where do you find time to rehearse and then do your gigs? Like, how do you balance all of that? What does that look like? Uh, well, if I have a gig, a, a gig, like I dance and um, I go to like a place, um, uh, I practice for like the whole week after school. And I practice the whole day on the weekends. And um, yeah, uh, I also um, I also go to events, meetings, um, photo shoots. Um, but when I don't have that, I'm just playing my little toy trains, which I left in the dressing room um, because I don't want them to get lost. Because they're like this tiny, they're four-wheeled and very tiny and um, they're Thomas Minis. And um, I play with toys because uh, I just like them better than video games. I know that sounds surprising for a, a 
a kid in the 21st century. <laughs> no, there's something actually really refreshing about that. And it's Thomas in particular, that's like your that's your jam. Yeah. Thomas stuff. Very interesting. No, that collection is quite impressive. 75. Wow. 75 mini We've trains. We've seen them ourselves. It's a very robust collection of trains. If I could show you, I would, but, but I don't want to lose them. No, no, no. Keep those safe, for yeah. sure. I kept them in the dressing room. I wanted, I tried to convince my dad to let me, let them see the audience, let me see them, the, my show, but he said no, so I listened. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Because if you don't listen to your parents, you don't get anything. <laughs> this is, this is words to the wise, words to the wise. <laughs> so with all of your meetings and performances and gigs and rehearsing, do you see this as a job? Like, do you consider yourself a social media influencer as a career? I consider it not as a job, unnecessarily. I, I think of it as just me doing what I want to do and inspiring people to do what they want to do. And um, maybe a kid in like, I don't know, Chickadee, Oklahoma, um, they want to do drag, but they don't know where to start and their parents are accepting hopefully, and um, they don't know to start, and um, I feel if they, if, and when they see my Instagram, they're like, hmm, maybe I should go out and get a lipstick, and then, um, yeah. Oh, wow, so that's really something on your mind. I mean, this we've been using this term a lot, like, social media influencer. Like, what does that exactly mean to you? Like, do you identify with that, that term? Definitely, because um, I influence a lot of people, and I always get comments and messages, um, and people um, messaging me on Instagram and everywhere, all my social media platforms, YouTube, Snapchat, fil uh, Snapchat filter, I can't, well, I, I, I love Snapchat filters, uh, Snapchat, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, who loves Snapchat filters? figure Snapchat out. I don't know. It's like too many buttons. I'm just like, Ugh. My favorite one is the face swap. <laughs> oh, that sounds fun. Okay, we're going to have to try that after this. Yeah, thing. after. And you, so you do identify as a social media influencer. Yes, you understand like the reach that you have. Like This seems like a lot of responsibility for someone that's 11 years old. Like, like is it, what's fun about it, first of all? What do you find fun about having this platform? Uh, that I get to do what I want to do and um, inspire people because inspiring people to me is fun. Um, just like playing with trains is fun. Um, inspiring people and living my dream is fun too. Um, and I think living my dream and inspiring people is even more fun than playing with trains. <laughs> nice. So are there parts about it that are challenging or tiring or, I mean, are there, are there pros and cons? Uh, I'm a con at me. I'm a lipstick eyeliner. My mom actually helped me with my eyeliner and my eyebrows because if I do an eyebrow, I'll be like squiggly, wiggly, miggly. <laughs> um, and eyeliner, I'll just go like, and it look terrible. Well, what's what's the inspiration behind what you're what you're wearing now? Like, what's uh, the look? Well, we Take just, us through. We just got this from our craft room, and we're just and I, I said I liked it, and my mom said she liked it too. So we decided to um, pick it out, get stockings, um, um, skirt, tank top, um, wig, makeup, all the elements, wig cap. Uh -huh. 
Any particular inspirations you have for like co creating these looks that you come up with for our Well, classes? I like the fashion and the makeup that the club kids did and the Blitz kids. I didn't like the bats. I'm not talking about Blitz. I just like the fashion and how they inspired people to uh, like be, be a creature that they wanted to be. Because that's where I tore down now. Hmm, so so many different, so many different inspirational reference points, which is so exciting. I mean, I mean, there's so many other questions we could ask. I mean, in terms of social media as something that you do all the time, I guess Isabel and I were super curious about how you decide what to post. Because I know for my social media, it's like, oh my gosh, you, everyone has their own sort of metric or barometer for like, oh, this is what I'm going to post. Like, how, how do you make that decision? Well, I only post on Snapchat, but my mom um, posts on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. Um, but we decide what pictures we want to post before we post them and the description. But um, we always have this long tagline um, that we've always had. Um, it's a good trick to get to people hashtag, I don't know, drag kid, they'll see me. Um, yeah. Not that I'm bragging, but um, <laughs> I don't <bragging>. brag. <laughs> so you have almost 100,000 followers on Instagram, which is pretty crazy. And you're also a digital native. So you've known the what internet your whole life. Yeah, you've grown up with the internet and known it your whole life. And so we were wondering, like Marcel and I started using the internet and social media as like young adolescents, early teens, so we remember life before it. But can you imagine a world without the internet? Is d Does that mean anything? Or a world without Instagram, a world without Twitter? Uh, I think it'd be a bit harder because it takes forever to make a magazine, right? True. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I'm not sure. It does. Yeah. Uh, okay. Perhaps. I think so. So that's, that's the Instagram of the 80s and... <laughs> Basically, magazines are Instagram of the 80s. That's spot on. And be beyond. Well, before. Mm, before, exactly. The land before time when... The land before the internet, the most genius invention. Yeah, I mean, can, can you even imagine that? Like, for me, even if the Wi-Fi is out for, like, 10 minutes, I'm just, like, continue to refresh the page, like, trying to make sure I can get back online. Like, could you imagine what you'd be doing? When that happens, I, like, kind of, like, stress out. I'm, I can relate to that. And I'm like, I can't play my game. Why? It's not an offline game. Um, if, I, if I'm playing a game on my mom's phone, because I don't have a phone. Um, anyways, um, I think that, um, yeah, I think that um, ever since the internet was created with, like, I don't know, the I, uh, uh, what's it called? That weird uh, Apple computer from the, like, 1999. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the iBook, right? Is that what it's called? Yes. I think yeah, I think those are the first, perhaps me or maybe not the first. I'm not sure, but the old yeah older versions yeah. One of the oldest is the Commodores. Those are old. Oh, I don't even know what that is. They're old computers from the eighties. Mm. So yeah, no Instagram didn't have the computing power. That All you have to do is just type. Yeah, different world. That was a totally different world. I mean, like I feel like the internet has made our community so much 
our world so much smaller. We can make so many different connections. But I feel like in your case, you know, being a public figure, there's also you get so much positivity. I feel like you have so much support, so many people who love you. But I can imagine there's you face criticism. You know, there's people on the internet can be cruel. People in general can be cruel. So, I would, like, how do you deal with that? How do you um, manage that? Well, um. Um, um, I think that when the iPhone was invented, um, um, I, I want to finish talking about what, um, um, Oh, the computers. Yeah. Um, Go when on. I think the iPhone, the iPhone 1 was invented, I think, um, that was kind of cool because it was like, it, maybe people thought it was like sci-fi-ish since it, they hadn't, it wasn't, it never been invented a small little phone about the size of my hand. Mm -hmm. That was the iPhone 1. It was the size of your hand. Now the iPhone XS is like this long. I know, they're getting bigger. They're getting like bigger and like skinnier. Skinny, skinny. But if it if it's getting skinnier, it how will it be able to look at Instagram? It'll be like tiny words. Yeah, you should you should write to Apple. Just let them know you're concerned. Just let them know. Don't change too much about the phones. Yeah. <laughs> but Maybe we can get back to the question yeah. that I just asked about how do you deal with criticism, with the online negative comments? Well, I, I can't read them because um, my parents won't let me um, because, well, I don't know why. Um, I think it's just because they don't want me to see the hate, but um, I think just hating on a kid is just like, first off, hating on someone because of what they want to do. Um, um, I, I don't understand why you would hate on someone who, who's doing what they want to do. Um, like, they're living their dream, like, like many people, like Beyonce, have been criticized for doing what they do, so, um, I think that criticism is what every celebrity gets, but I think that peeps some people hate on me, and I'm a, only a kid, I think that's what, like, really, really um, rude, and um, I just think it's not nice to hate on someone who's just living their dream and inspiring people to be themselves. And um, I think that, um, <coughs> please go ahead. You've been uh, you've been out here dancing, doing a lot more physical activity than I've done today, so. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 here, terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even, I can't even describe the taste. Of wig hair? I just accidentally got some in my mouth. <laughs> um, anyway, at least it's not as bad as, um, the jelly beans. The bean boozled. Anyways, back to the subject. Okay, that's, yeah, that's a conversation. Yeah, we, we could pick up on that, the jelly bean conversation at some other point. But you were talking about um, just how, how you're dealing with criticism. And it seems like you have this, you have this, you're inspiring me right now to really just have this really sure sense of self. And you're really pursuing what you want to do. And I feel like that, that seems to be kind of your tunnel vision, how you're continuing to persevere aside from all of the negativity, which is really inspiring. You're inspiring me right now. Um, well, I want to ask everyone in the audience, who here has de dealt with, like, hate on social media? 
um, I I thought only like to let not um, like I think that um would like believe that not many people got hate, but I didn't know that that many people got hate. Mm. Um, no offense. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that um, my haters are just jealous, and um, because um, I don't know, maybe they're just jealous, and they're jealous, and they're jealous. <laughs> well, on the flip side of that, because they are, because they are exactly. Right. <laughs> on the flip side of that, though, you, though, though, of course, you receive criticism. You're also wildly popular, and I'm sure that a lot of people want to work with you. So we're very grateful that you came here this evening, but we're no wondering, like, how do you decide what projects to take on or like who to work with? What's your, how do you make that choice? Or well, um, I don't know how to use a Gmail at all. Um, so thanks to my um, accepting parents, I'm not gonna point at them because they're shy, but my, my mom is my manager and I have a manager at PEG management, um, and um, yeah, uh, what was I going to say? How do you decide what work, what, what projects to take on? Oh yeah, yeah, sorry, I am like still trying to get the weight hair out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, well, it's it's not me. It's more of like I just my, sometimes when you get like amazing things like um, I don't know um, let's say I don't know hamburger Mary wants to do a lips want me to do a performance that's just an example not that I've ever done it but um, yes yeah yeah um, uh, so I think that. Um, but my mom would tell me, and I'd be like, yeah, I better start rehearsing now. But, and then I'm like, oh, I don't have a song. So your mom is super involved yeah. in, in helping you figure out what are the best kind of opportunities to take on. Like, I can't rehearse without a song. That's true. So it's super close-knit teamwork. That's really wonderful that you get to collab with your, with your family on, on this really exciting journey that you're on. That's, that's really lucky. And also... Yeah, probably a big reason why you're so successful is that you have such a loving family, too. I think so. Yeah. Definitely! <laughs> so, what have been some of your favorite moments of your career so far, the past three years? What are the highlights? The highlights of my career are um, just almost reaching 100K um, on Instagram, which will be, like, a major achievement. Not... It's not going to be so major I'm going to have a party. But, um, but it's and, a more important milestone. Yeah, yeah. Like a milestone. Like I just earned a, a badge. A badge. <laughs> no, understandable. I mean, 100K, that's, that is a feat. And you're already verified, aren't you, on Instagram? So you already, you already have a little badge there going. So that's 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 something coming up. What else? What other like activities you've been a part of or events that have been super fun and memorable? Well, I did like Wigstock, and I always love DragCon. Every every time I I'm very happy to go to DragCon, whether it's in LA or New York. I've only been to LA once, but I've been to New York twice. Oh, wonderful! I mean, your Desmond is amazing. It seems to become so much more. It's like a like a brand. Like you have like merchandise and. Yeah, performing and, I, and all this stuff. Like, have, where do you plan to take all this? Uh, well, 
Um, my merch, I have lashes at Tremere Lashes. That they're the first of their kind. They're like melting silver. So you put silver eyeshadow on and then you like do it like that or whichever way you want to do. I'm not, I, can, I don't control your face. Um, not your face. Not, not, I, I, I can't, I don't. I don't want to mess with your face because it's your face and your face is your boundaries. Anyways, and I have um, fans, two fans at Dap Boy, and there's only a hundred of them made, um, but they're still in stock. So, um, yeah. Um, and then I have drag queen, drag queen merch t-shirts. Oh, amazing. And like plans for the future? Like where do you plan on taking all of this? Well, I want to I wanna have a cosmetics line called Be Amazed Cosmetics. That's all I'm giving. I don't want to reveal the, uh, so the amazing secret behind it. And um, uh, Amazement would be my fat. I want a, a fashion line called Amazement, which stands for Amazing Statement. Um, get it? Amazement? Because <laughs> it matches with Amazing and Statement. So an Amazing Statement. <laughs> um, and um, yeah, that'd be my fashion line. Oh, I think cool. that those are things that um, are gonna have to wait for uh, some time. Okay, so that's just on the docket. That's like that's like in progress. But plans for the future. That's so exciting. That's amazing. So oh yeah, and other plans of the future is hopefully soon my music single will be coming out. My first ever called "We Are All Amazing" or "We Are Amazing." I can't remember. I know it seems weird, but um, I haven't listened to it in a long time. Um, but I'm planning to listen to it tonight. So. I really like my song, and I also have a book coming out soon. Oh, nice! A children's book. That's so incredible. It's gonna. I, I can't. I'm not gonna tell you. Okay, so to be continued on that. To be continued. Dot dot dot. Wonderful. Wonderful. <laughs> Should we talk about New York? Yeah, go ahead. Um, New York, yay! Yeah, what I, I mean, there's so many things I love about you, Desmond, but a reason why you hold a special place in my heart is because you were born and raised a Brooklyn kid like Woo! me. Uh, we're unicorns these BK. days. Exactly, BK all day. Isabel and I are super curious to hear about, like, what are some of your favorite things to do in New York? Like, what, what do you like and maybe what do you not like about New York? Well, I don't like that people stare at you on the one, two, three, four, five, and six and seven. Um, and well, because I'm dressed in a, in a dress and don't have a wig on yet, because I don't want to ruin it for my then. Um, but I just I just do this to them, and then they're like, <laughs> because I mean, what if I was staring at you? No one wants to be stared at, so don't stare. Stare. Staring is rude. Agreed. And uh, I don't like how people will shove themselves into a crowded train that doesn't have any more space when there's going to be one more coming in like one minute um, and two minutes, but the, the next one is the uh, uh, Grand Central people squishing themselves on the floor, then the next train's five in one minute, and then four in two minutes, but by then the platform's filled. That's rush hour. Mm. Um, but at least it's not as worse as in like London, or other places, Moscow, where you have the day of ice. So what do you like about New York? Uh, well, I like how people are rushing everywhere, and um, 
Um, I like how, and I've been to LA twice, once for two and a half days, and once for a week, and um, in LA, everyone's just taking their time, but in New York, people are like doing this to catch a train, and then the train doors close, and then they're like, <laughs> and then they start walking down the platform, and then using their iPhone, made her check out my Instagram. <laughs> Walking with purpose. Do you have any favorite any favorite places to go shop in New York? I like going to the Met, but I like Out of the Closet, which is on Atlantic and Devons. Has anyone ever been to Out of the Closet? Yeah. Uh, you should go. Um, I love that place. They have um, many clothes, amazing heels, um, sometimes games. Like, they have the old mousetrap game, but I didn't get it. But I did get a 500-piece puzzle from there uh, that I haven't solved yet, but... It's a lot of pieces. Yeah. At least it's not 1,000. One, At least I'm thankful that it's not 1,000. And, and I um, like the Met because there's so many cool things, um, but um, I just find one thing weird about it, the medieval art. I think medieval art is, medieval art is hilarious. <laughs> Wow, so art has historical insight. I mean, out of the closet, like, is that where you get your looks? Like, you I think get this is where I got this, this, but I can't oh, remember. Nice. Okay, so you're not really into getting new stuff. You like yeah. to go to the thrift stores and stuff. And um, anyone heard of fast fashion? No one? Okay. One, one person? Yeah. Can you explain it to us? What is fast fashion? <laughs> Anyways, has any of you ever been to H&M, Uniqlo, uh, be honest, Marshalls, Burlington, uh, Old Navy, all the stores, JCPenney's, Macy's, um, no not Macy's, um, Macy has designer brands, um, I was about to say Sears, but I just realized Sears is not Sears, no Sears. Um, so these are fast fashion, or what yeah. are your thoughts on fast fashion? Oh yeah, Urban Outfitters, um, and um, yeah, those places, they make people in like con developing countries, um, for example, Bangladesh, Cambodia, etc, 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 they make people work for like maybe two dollars a day. And that's barely enough to pay rent. And some some of these mothers, they have to give, they have to um, let their child stay with their grand with their grandparents because they can't have, they don't have enough money to feed them and them and um, their child. So I, and I think that's terrible because um, we just here here this is my new piece of clothing. Um, hmm, I don't like it. Let me just toss it. That's what people do. And um, if. Had bought something, I would be like, hmm, I don't like it. I'll, I'll, get, I'll, I'll give it to a thrift store. I'm sure they accept it. So that means it doesn't go to waste and help global warming, which we only have 12 more years before we can't stop it. So it's time. It's time to start making a change. Every one of us is helping. Every time we turn off the lights in the bathroom or in the hallway. Exactly. All those little steps. Totally. And um, not that I'm saying you should turn off the bathroom lights when you're in there, but when you're at not <laughs> um, And um, uh, just um, use the subway because cars blue 
and they're using fossil fuels, which we're going to run out soon. I think so. I think. I'm not sure. It's not like fossils, like, one day, oh, one, one day later, they're fossil fuels. Six million years. That's what I learned in science. Yeah, science. Um, <laughs> nice. I'm in sixth grade. So you're learning about all this kind of environmental uh -huh. catastrophe or kind of thing. And I'm inspired now, that you're so knowledgeable and aware of all this stuff. I'm, I'm kind of sad for all the trees, blah, 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 birds, bugs, uh, mammals, fish, uh, going extinct every second. Yeah. Every day there's one, there's tons of species going extinct. And um, it's illegal in Brazil to cut down trees in the Amazon, but people still find find a way to do it without being caught. And the being caught is like a long jail period, which if I was president, I would make it life in prison because you're ruining animals' homes, and that's their homes. And like, what if there's a baby bird? Um, if anyone loves birds, click, um, close your ears. Um, what if there's baby birds and it gets chopped down? Um, like, and it's making all the animals have to move like this is a tree tree and animals are fleeing and soon we barely have any left of the Amazon and um, um, I feel like people need to think before they chop down a tree like what lives there what that's their home you're you're robbing their home you're destroying their home it's like they're like and out blasting it um, for like the animals that live in there so wow. I think that is terrible. Desmond, you have so many passionate opinions about so many activist issues beyond the ones that even directly affect your life, and that is so amazing. And we want to know, like, do you think that children can change the world, and how? Hopefully, if um, all the kids stop playing video games and start playing the toys, because um, I think electrical is from coal, and coal is from fossil fuel. Um, yeah, right? Okay. Um, uh, yeah. Um, so, and toys, uh, aren't made from fossil fuels most of the time. If they're like my trains, which... Are batteries fossil fuels? Yeah, okay. I think we're all kind of embedded in... Yeah. It's, it's, it's a naughty issue, but I think what you're kind of pointing to is that each person, no matter what age they are, can like... Change the difference. Yeah. Everyone who turns out the bathroom light when they're done, or the hallway light when they're done, is making a difference. Like, it's helping. Even though even though there's tons of people who don't, um, you're still helping. Um, and I think children can really change the world if they just think, and, think about the animals, because we're animals too, and um, we should um, protect of unique animals like um like what's that bird in New Zealand? The Kia. It's it's very endangered and it's an adorable species. Um I've watched videos of it sneaking into someone's restaurant and um stealing some butter. <laughs> they like to steal. Um and they're very fun and um they're very mischievous, and but they're still very unique creatures, and their population was huge until, of course, you guess who? Humans. Yep, 
homo sapiens sapiens decided to come bring some dogs, some cats, some wild dogs, cats, uh, let them loose, we, and then eat the, eat the kias. Wow. So children can, can change the world, and you're an example of, of someone that's doing that. Yeah. Um, um, there's many organizations that are helping keep the kias um, from getting even more endangered, and also the Californian condor. Um, though they, uh, one of the reasons why it's hard to make their population grow is because they can only make one egg and that's it. Wow. So drag performance, trains, environmental conservation. Yes. You are an immense wealth of knowledge, inspiration, and information. And um, I, I think that, um, I think that, and did you know that hurricanes are going to get stronger as global warming? <laughs> you're just keeping, you're keeping it real. I'm, uh, I'm, yeah, and what if a hurricane hits New York? And, Again, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I know it's we're it's it's, it's perilous times for sure. Thank God I live in a ridge. In in oh yeah oh yeah. <laughs> you should so, all live on a hill. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's sustainable sustainable ways of living. We're gonna need thinkers like you. We're gonna need activists like you to really help By us shape the future. I'm like seventy nine. If I'm still alive, um, uh, it, it global warming. We won't be able to change it if. Because, I mean, I just feel like we need to change the world. And now, starting now. Starting now. Well, you're already doing it. Can we give a round of applause for Desmond? <laughs> we're so honored. We're so honored. We're so privileged. We're so inspired by you and everything that you're doing. We want to thank you from the bottom of our hearts for sharing your evening with us this week. Um, this evening. Is there any more questions you have? I think. Well, do you have any parting words? Do you have words? anything that you want to say to everyone? Any last um, statement? Well, you can, my, you can follow me at Desmond's Amazing on uh, YouTube and Facebook. Desmond is amazing on Instagram, all lowercase. Um, and no... Um, no spaces with those lines. Uh, uh, no underscores. No, no underscores. Just straight. Desmond yeah. is amazing. Never got that. Desmond is amazing. All caps. Across all social platforms. Um, um, but on Twitter and Snapchat, Desmond underscore amazing. Since it wouldn't let me fit my name, uh, but on Twitter there was always someone named Desmond's amazing. Uh, does anyone have any questions for me? <laughs> You know what we're going to do? Actually, we're going to have, so this is the end of our conversation, but what we're actually going to do is give people out here the opportunity to come meet you, maybe take some photos. So maybe after this, people will have some more one-on-one -on -one questions that they want to yeah, ask like you. Yeah, like a meet and greet. A meet and greet type of situation. Does that sound good to you? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, awesome. We want to thank you all for coming out. Thank